stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. That's our corporate struggle bus. It's full of uh, 90s rap pillows <laughs> and reclaimed paddleboard. It's pretty great. So when you pull up to the front entrance of a company and they have a literal struggle bus parked on the front lawn, painted bright orange and decked out in all the latest off-roading gear, well, you sort of know you haven't arrived at a typical office. Located in Paoli, Pennsylvania, just about 20 miles west of Center City, Philadelphia, we experienced a very cool and comprehensive tour of a company that has disrupted an entire industry and created a passionate, loyal following. The company is known as Turn 5, and this Paoli location is their new corporate headquarters. The voice we heard at the top of the program, that's Mike Cunningham, creative director at Turn 5. While on our tour, Mike describes the level of detail that he and his team focused on when designing their new space, like having pillows with the images of iconic rappers Snoop Dogg and Biggie Smalls. So for those of us, like me, who have never heard the term struggle bus, it generally refers to an employee who begrudgingly and aimlessly navigates through their workday. The team at Turn 5 has created an environment that is the antidote to the struggle bus with a culture where people are excited to go to work and where they take great pride in what they do every day. Steve Vidoris is president and CEO of Turn 5, the company he co-founded with his little brother Andrew back in 2004 in their parents' basement. And I say little brother because Steve and Andrew were actually teenagers in high school when their entrepreneurial business story began. They've traveled a long way from those early days and now have multiple locations and loyal customers across the country. So what kind of work takes place at an office where they have a struggle bus and even a bowling alley where employees can recharge? Well, here Steve explains just what Turn 5 is all about. We really help our customers personalize and customize their vehicles. So we sell auto parts for Jeeps, cars, trucks, and it's all the fun stuff. It's lift kits for your Wranglers, exhaust kits for your Mustang. So we're in the business of fun, we like to say. And, you know, we really leverage a lot of technology in the business to make the process more fun, connect enthusiasts with other enthusiasts to get ideas for what they want to do with their vehicles. And, uh, you know, we view ourselves as, you know, we're a tech company that's really supporting a really fun hobby. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to get nuanced on you and I still will because you said you're a tech company, but some folks would say, you know, you're an aftermarket automobile accessory company as well. And how do you balance those two or do they sometimes, you know, shift places depending on the situation? Yeah, I mean, we do both, right? So we have a team of, you know, fantastic uh, sales reps that know vehicles inside and out that, you know, are there to help our customers day in and day out. But what really makes us unique is what we do from a technology standpoint, what we do from a video photo standpoint. We try to get enthusiasts talking to each other using our platform, getting ideas. We also shoot thousands of videos every single year where customers can hear about the feature and benefits of different parts. You could imagine shopping for an exhaust kit. You don't really want to see a picture of it. You want to hear what it sounds like. So right. we you know, throw it on trucks, throw it on cars, and let people hear it. So we really use technology to help people visualize, see, hear you know, what they might be doing to their vehicle. It's almost allowing them to get closer to, to personalize the, the whole buying experience. To your point, you can look at it, 
but that's not really going to be meaningful. You want to hear it. You want to imagine how it will sound on your vehicle. So that makes really good sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And most of the uh, hobby and the business that we're in, it's really a do-it-yourself market. So it's people that love to have fun on the weekends, you know, build their Mustang, build their F-150. So you know, having videos that show everyone how to install parts. It's its what makes the hobby fun. Yeah, absolutely. So how big's the shop? Share with us some of the, what I would call the nuts and bolts. How many employees and what's your kind of footprint, if you will? Yeah, so we are headquartered out in Paoli, Pennsylvania, not far outside the city. And we're 450 people in total. We've got uh, three separate fulfillment centers. So we've got one out in Kansas, one in Vegas, and uh, one in Paoli as well. And, you know, really try to get all of our product. We get about 85% of our product out to our customers within two days by having that footprint. But everything you see on American Muscle, American Trucks and Extreme Terrain, the website, the marketing that you'll see, all of that is created here in Paoli, Pennsylvania. Got a really talented team of e-commerce developers, digital marketing specialists, video team photography team and graphic designers and creatives as well. So I want to dive into those numbers a little bit because I I know it's going to sound nuanced, but I want to come back to it. So Paoli, 450 people total. How many are spread throughout Paoli and Kansas and Nevada? And I think there's a shop also in Montgomery County in Pottstown. Yeah, we have a contact center uh, out in Pottstown. So out of that total in Pennsylvania here, there's about 400 of the 450. Okay. Gotcha. Excellent. And I'd love for you to uh, take us back to where it all began. Because <laughs> you do have a really unique story. How long have you been running Turn 5? And how did it all start? Yeah, so Andrew and I, my business partners, my younger brother, Andrew and I actually started the business while we were in high school. And we had originally started off selling computer accessories. We were 16, 17 years old and started in our parents' garage you know, really just trying stuff after school right? and had no idea what it would ultimately turn into. So when you started in the garage, that was computer items mostly. And then what was that pivot point where you said, you know what, maybe we can actually start selling other stuff? We actually started in computers. We were building computers. We were both into tech at the time, still are into tech. And, you know, we kind of learned that it would be difficult to compete with uh, players like Dell. You know, we had a couple customers here and there. My grandmother bought a computer from us. Right. But generally speaking, uh, we were not crushing that market. And uh, we were both pretty big car enthusiasts and ended up, uh, it was about 2004, 2003, 2004 when we got into the automotive space. Gotcha. And when you did, and you were still working out of the garage and you're selling accessories basically online and shipping them out from your house, right? How long did that last? And was there a moment where you're like, all right, we got to get a little more structure and get a little more serious about this because it's starting to take off. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple of times early on, you know, I think when we really got serious about the business is... I decided not to go to school because the business had been growing and you know my parents were really pushing me to go to school and I actually started for about a semester. Yeah. And once I decided that wasn't happening, it was you know guns blazing because then pressure was on. Parents yeah. were not 100% supportive of the idea and I was out to prove that we could do it. And as time moved on, it, obviously my parents were let us start in the house and were very very supportive, but that really got kind of a, a kick to get moving. And we got into e-commerce, we got into paid search, we got into SEO and started to have some success. We were still in the garage, in the basement. There were times where we actually had product out back mm-hmm. in the backyard right. under tarps, right. um, you know, because we ran out of space in the basement and we just were not in a position to be out leasing warehouse space. So we were going to make do for as long as we could with what we had. 
Right. So there is a milestone moment there. And I want to come back to something just for a moment, because to be clear, you chose not to go to school, but it's college you're referencing, not high school. You finished high school and you had this kind of decision moment that a lot of young people do where it's like, okay, what am I going to do now that I finished high school? And to your point, your parents were a little hesitant to allow you to take this measured risk and not necessarily invest time and resources into a traditional four-year college education. So that's a milestone moment in and of itself. And frankly, I give your parents a lot of credit because a lot of young people feel as though that is the only path. And we're learning and hearing a lot on our program that that's not the path for everybody. And, and there's a lot of different options for young people to consider and mentoring and training and vocational programs that help steer people in that direction as well. And where I'm going with this whole question is that milestone moment of I'm going to invest full time my resources into driving this business. You had to have had that moment where you moved out of the garage and out of the basement. Where was that first space and was it celebratory? Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely exciting to get out of the house. And uh, we were certainly excited, but my mom was probably the most excited because she had, we had employees working out of the house. So there's people, right. you know, coming up into the kitchen and, right. and grabbing a snack that, that were full-time employees <laughs> working great. out of the house. I love that. So she was very happy and we were as well because it, it really felt like we were taking the next step. And there was a calculated risk there as well, because, you know, we're stepping into a lease and now we've got rent payments. And But each time we kind of took a step forward and we're willing to accept a bit more risk. You know, we knew we had to work harder, but, you know, we made it happen. Yeah, absolutely. So, folks, that is Steve Vidoris. He's co-founder and CEO of a company called Turn5. His co-founder that he referenced earlier in our conversation is his younger brother named Andrew. And, Steve, I want to touch on that a little bit because you and Andrew clearly have a good thing going here. You know, as siblings, you one, you get along not because you have to, but because you want to. I'm not sure if it's always been that way. And two, you really hit on something with your younger brother. Did you always realize that this was going to be something you did together, or did you kind of fall into that by accident? It was certainly not a plan from day one, but we, uh, you know, I think we found working together to just be very, very enjoyable. You know, not every day is perfect by any means, but we understand each other really well. We understand what what the other's thinking. And uh, there's something about working with your family that ultimate trust is there, which uh, it takes a long time to establish with others. And, you know, we feel like that's a real advantage. We can always trust each other and know a bit about what the other's thinking. So I want to dive into the description of Turn 5 a little bit, because you referenced a couple really websites, American Muscle, Extreme Terrain, and American Trucks. So is Turn 5 kind of the holding company, if you will, for those entities? And how do you really kind of position that description? Yeah, Turn 5 encompasses everything that we do. And the specific sites that you mentioned are catered towards different customers. So with American Muscle, we really cater to the muscle car owner. We sell Mustang parts, Challenger parts on American Muscle. Extreme Terrains cater to off-road enthusiasts. We sell to Wrangler owners as well as Tacoma owners. And American Trucks caters to... F-150, Silverado, Ram. We just launched F-250 and uh, going to be rolling out some new trucks uh, in the near future as well. Nice. So how did you land on Mustang? I mean, I know it's a classic, iconic brand, but you're a couple kids living in Delaware County, recently graduated high school. Frankly, you're still in high school at, at certain points of this evolution of your career. How did you say, you know what, we're going to shift from computer parts to auto accessory parts, and we're going to do it specifically for Mustangs? Yeah, we actually had a third business partner early on in the business, and uh, both him and I had Mustangs as our first cars. Okay. So he had a 2002 GT, 
I had an 01 V6 that, uh, despite many efforts, was never going to be nearly as fast as his. And uh, we had been shopping for parts and really just saw an opportunity. We saw an opportunity coming out of computer accessories where, you know, people were shipping same day and there was great photography and, you know, we tried to buy automotive stuff online and it was companies had uploaded their old black and white catalogs and, you know, it took four to six weeks to get stuff. And, you know, really saw it as we were enthusiasts, we were shopping and just thought, hey, we could do this better. We can make this better. Right. You had that aha moment of we can do this. Yep. Yeah, totally. So you've carefully, I want to suggest, and thoughtfully have grown the product line to go beyond Mustang, and you've introduced others that you just referenced. How did you decide to do that? And you went with this brand as opposed to that brand. Is there a measurement out there that says you got to go with Jeep because those folks who are Jeep owners are off the chart enthusiastic, and those who are buying the Chevy Vega are not really that into their car. Yeah, that's very accurate. So, you know, we like the enthusiast markets. Uh, We really, really enjoy being in a market where customers are just excited about what we do. You know, we do a ton of video work and are able to get out to shows. And uh, Justin was just out at the uh, Ford plant, actually driving around on their, their proving ground. And there's something just about being in a market where everybody's so excited. And it's what our customers are working on their cars, building their cars and their downtime as a hobby to enjoy it. It's for fun. Uh, It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's what we really look for when we're looking for a market. So that holds true in Mustang that holds true even more so in Jeep. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you've driven a Wrangler, but you drive by anybody else who's driving a Wrangler and there's a Jeep wave. You're expected to raise your hand and wave to everybody else that's part of your club. Yeah. So, you know, we love being a part of that. And as we've expanded into newer and newer vehicles, that's really what we're looking for. We've also had a couple of things happen really at a macro level that uh, we've been following and excited about. A lot of people were upset to hear that Ford's not going to make sedans anymore. Mm-hmm. The flip side of all the news about them not making sedans anymore is they're making a lot more trucks because right. that's what everybody's buying. So Ford announced, actually, they just brought back the Ranger, which had not been produced for a long time because there's a lot of demand for midsize pickups. Yeah. And they just announced they're bringing back the Bronco. No, oh, nice. As well. Yeah. And it's going to be a Jeep competitor where... Hopefully, you're going to be able to take the top off and, right. and customize it and everything. So The way we used to be able to do in the 80s. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're going for. Yeah. So, you know, we're excited to be part of something that's kind of where things are trending right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's exciting for us from a business opportunity standpoint. And, you know, being part of an enthusiast market, it just makes what you're doing every day more fun. Steve Vidoris, co-founder and CEO of Turn 5, he and his brother, Andrew, have really built a successful company and... He's gathered a really passionate group of not only customers, but also employees, about 400 who are operating out of facilities in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and about 50 plus or minus who are operating out of uh, facilities in Nevada and in Kansas. And uh, I wanted to dive in a little bit, Steve, about the culture that you and your brother and your leadership team at Turn 5 have been able to build at the organization, because clearly it sounds like it's a fun place to work, but you also have to get a lot of stuff done. So there's a a certain type of individual that's attracted to your shop. And I was hoping you could talk a little bit about your employees. Yeah, we're really, really fortunate. I mean, the team that we have out in Paoli is just incredibly, incredibly talented and, and employees we have across the country. But, you know, I think what's unique about us and what's unique about Turn 5 is the blend that you're talking about of, you know, fun and, uh, you know, at the same time, hard work, right? And and I think it's a little cliche to say like, you know, work hard, play hard type thing. 
But I do think that there's something to it, right? Because we do have a lot of fun. We just wrapped up our office-wide Mario Kart tournament where there was about 100 people cheering on for the champion of our Mario Kart tournament. Nice. And it was an absolute blast. But at the same time, what we find is we can, you know, do those type of things and, and have a lot of fun at the office. But what keeps, I think, employees engaged and excited to be at Turn 5 is really the challenges and the opportunity that come with a growing company. Mm-hmm. I think you can have all the fun in the world, but if people aren't challenged, if they don't feel like they're working next to people that are hardworking and best in class at what they do, talented people are going to find somewhere else to go. So for us, it's certainly there's there's an aspect of, hey, let's have a good time. Yeah. But it's really you know the growth of Turn 5 that creates challenges and opportunities for our team that I think has been able to have us, you know, hire and and retain such a great team. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to segue to specifically being able to operate a really successful creative business in the 11 county neighborhood of Northern Delaware and Southern New Jersey and Southeastern Pennsylvania. I call it the neighborhood of greater Philadelphia. And I know you were born and raised in this area. So you have a specific kind of perspective But you've also been fortunate to travel to other parts of the country and make decisions around why Nevada as opposed to Arizona, for example, for your distribution or operation centers. And I'd love for you to share with us a little bit more about the assets that we have in greater Philadelphia. And in essence, do you think you'd be as successful doing what you're doing if you were opening a shop like you have somewhere else in the country or somewhere else in the world? There's a lot, you know, I grew up in Philly and certainly very proud of the city. And and there's a lot of great things that we have here in Philadelphia that I think are unique. I think just from a tech education standpoint, I think what Drexel has going on, what Temple has going on, yeah. just organizations throughout the city that that encourage uh, tech education, I think that's unique to Philly and it, it has been in, in terms of what I've seen. And uh, hiring here, there's just a lot, a lot of talented people. We've been happy to be here and I can pretty confidently say we would not be where we are if we weren't in the city. Yeah. And with the talent that we have in this community to be able to fuel that kind of growth, whether it's tech talent or financial services talent or kind of that creative, what I call DNA, that really is rooted in not only the founding of our country, but the founding of our community in greater Philadelphia that we all embrace. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, Andrew and I, I mentioned that we didn't go to school. You know, we were very fortunate in that Early on when we were getting started, you know, we had learned e-com and we learned digital marketing, mm-hmm. but we didn't know much about business. And there were a lot of individuals throughout Philly who just helped us, took us under their wing. We had joined a, a group called the Alternative Board early on. It's a CEO uh, group that gets together on a monthly basis. And it was a lot of the Philly CEOs that mm. were just more than willing to teach us about the sides of business. We knew nothing about the HR, the finance, all of those aspects that there's absolutely no way we would be where we are. And we've just found that to be so consistently true that there's a lot of pride in Philly and people that have had success, they want to help the next class. They want to help the next group. And you know that's a lot of what we learned. That's how we learned it. And uh, it's, it's something that I, I do think is unique to Philly. So while you and Andrew have chosen to not go down what I would call a traditional four-year college education path, you are getting a really intense education by connecting with other business leaders who are helping you think through, solve problems, develop new perspectives, and grow your business. You're just doing it in a little bit of a different way. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think Andrew and I are both the same in that we're always out trying to learn something new. It's something we encourage. One of our core values at Turn 5 is learn and grow, right? Yeah. Who can you meet that can help you figure out the next thing you need to figure out? What can you read? What podcast can you listen to? There's no way, unless you're focused on continuing to grow yourself, that uh, you'd be able to, to grow a business. You mean what other podcast you can listen to in addition to growing greater? <laughs> in addition, in addition, That's yes. right. But I love that approach where you said, uh, you know, one of your mantras is learn and grow. And I want to segue to advice that you share with, it could be a 15-year-old, it could be a 45-year-old who is kind of at a crossroads and they're not quite sure where they want to go next. What kind of guidance do you share with folks who come to you and say, I have an idea or should I do this? The advice I give quite often is try stuff, get out there, get exposure. You know, for us, I I mentioned we were in the computer accessory business. We had also tried some things in the aquarium business and the billiards business. And, you know, when you talk to any successful entrepreneur, I think typically they're not telling you the truth if they tell you that I came up with this one idea and, you know, took off, it took off and that was it. And I thought about it from day one, exactly how it would be right. It's, it's typically you try this, you try that, you experiment and each way along you're learning something new. And when the right opportunity comes along and you know, you're ready to go with it. So, you know, particularly while you're young, get out there, get exposure, try different things, you know, work different jobs. It's all that exposure that at the end of the day, when the right opportunity comes your way, you're ready to capture it. And not only is it okay to make mistakes, you're expected to make mistakes and you're expected to fail and learn from that and move on and continue to evolve and change your mind and come up with a new plan and a new strategy. So it's all what I call normal and even healthy. 100%. Yeah, the building, it was sort of a 1970s style. It was really ugly, (laughs) really ugly. So everything you see is completely changed. Converting a warehouse into a functional space that can house offices and cars and film sets to create scores of DIY videos, it's no small feat. And Mike and his team were up for the challenge when designing this novel environment. Now, while guiding us through the Turn 5 space where offices blend with a TV production studio and a sleek, clean automotive showroom, Mike explains that it was the Turn 5 team members, their employees, who were at the forefront of the design. All these windows were added. You know, again, this is just a warehouse. There was literally no light in here. So we added all these windows. What we did is we moved the offices to the center of the warehouse uh, to really allow all this light to pass through the building. You know, instead of the executive offices taking all the good views and all the good light, you know, we really wanted to flip that around and make sure that everybody had the benefit of that. We'll continue our conversation with Steve in just a moment. First, please join me in thanking the team at Carroll Engineering. With nearly 100 professionals and more than 45 years of experience, Carroll Engineering has earned their reputation as one of the largest consulting engineering firms in the greater Philadelphia region. The Carroll team consistently exceeds client expectations by being responsive and reliable and professional while adapting to the evolving needs of their clients. With corporate headquarters in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, the Carroll team delivers a wide range of services that include water facilities engineering, planning and site design, landscape architecture, and so much more. Carroll Engineering is one of the preeminent partners in the civil and municipal engineering industry, and we at Select Greater Philadelphia are appreciative of their support. Learn more at carrollengineering.com. 
and join me in thanking the team at Carroll Engineering for believing in us at Select Greater Philadelphia. Now, let's learn more from Steve about his team at Turn 5. So, folks, we're talking with Steve Vidoris. He's co-founder and CEO of a company called Turn 5. And, Steve, I want to touch on a couple aspects and and move on to what I would call some softer side topics as well. But best day, worst day over the, you know, history of Turn 5, from working out of your garage and your basement and having your coworkers come up and make a snack in the kitchen and say, hey, Mrs. Vidoris, how you doing? To, you know, taking that measured risk where you signed the lease for your first warehouse or you decided to implement a new software system or you wanted to expand beyond Mustangs and include Toyota Tacomas, for example. Is there a moment that stands out for you that's like, this was one of the best moments, best decisions we've made? And then the flip side, something that you think back on and you say, whoa, that was a tough one. We had a good learning experience there. I'm glad we did it, but I would have done it a lot differently. Uh, So we'll start with worst day. How about that? Worst day for us, I'd say, I'm going to go way back. I was probably 22, 23 years old. We had gotten into the Mustang business and we actually started the business as mustangtuning.com. Okay. And we got a letter that we were being sued by the Ford Motor Company. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I, that's a tough day. It was not a good day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I very, very vividly remember being at Macy's with my mom, buying a suit to go out to Detroit and uh, and get sued by Ford. And right. it was, you, you think about the times you buy a suit, they're usually joyous. And, and this was far from. But we ended up getting out there and things turned out. That's how we ended up being American Muscle. And mm-hmm. it actually... We were very concerned about losing the domain, which you know was going to impact our search ranking. So we got really into search engine optimization after that, which mm-hmm. became really critical for us. And you know we ended up with the name American Muscle, which I think arguably is a better name, yeah. has allowed us to expand into yeah. other vehicles. And uh, we actually see Ford as one of our best partners now. Right. We sell a tremendous amount of Ford performance parts and been out to visit their facilities and shoot some great videos recently. So it turned around, but the day we got that letter, that was not a good day. That is a tough one. And if you don't mind, I want to dive in a little bit to it. Did you actually end up flying out to Ford and meeting with them to talk about this or did it not get to that level? Oh, no, it got to that level. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was not shopping for a suit uh, just, just for just any for reason. Just for fun, right. I knew we were going and I, I remember like... The sales guy's like, do you want French cuffs? And I'm like, I, I don't think it's going to matter. Right. Um, so, uh, no, we got there and uh, they were very actually, you know, fair to us when we got there and sat down and, and you know, put us in a position to make sure that we were able to continue with the business. And, uh, you know, we've had a great relationship since. That's but great. It certainly was not a good day. But that's a great story of it forced you to think differently. It forced you to kind of evolve and it also taught you a little bit about business as well. So was AmericanMuscle.com, that brand, was that taken or did you come up with that? Or how did you settle on that as your new kind of nomenclature? Yeah, we went out, you know, we spent a lot of time on it and, and we went out and, and found that I believe someone did have it and we purchased it from them, you know, at the time. But it really, I think the lessons that we learned from it was it made us put our heads down again, right? Mm-hmm. And we knew we really needed to that point create and recreate some things and i think it it made us make smart decisions about where to invest our time and Mm -hmm. the things that were really meaningful to our customers and uh you know at the end of it i think we came out stronger yeah absolutely so let's shift to great day great day i'd have to say great day this past i'm sorry about a year and a couple months ago in january we cut the ribbon on our new paoli facility nice and you know it was kind of what 
you know, we just had always envisioned, we had some help from Governor Wolf's office. Mm-hmm. and he well, actually, He's a huge Jeep enthusiast, right? He brought his Jeep. Nice. It was awesome. And, you know, our whole team was there and it was Governor Wolf, you know, came out, brought his Jeep and our whole team was there just celebrating, you know, what we had all worked so hard uh, to put together. And uh, it's, it's been a great home for the team. You know, we've got tons of video space and, you know, it, we were kind of busting at the seams in our facility before that. And, yep. you know, we, we had ripped doors off closets and, <laughs> and, and made things work that probably shouldn't have. But, you know, this was a home for us that people could really excel and, and that, you know, caters well to all the facets of the business. So, yeah. Probably one of the most exciting days. That's great. That's really a great story. I love that because, you know, you were doing really well, but this sounds like a day where you step back and said, we've made it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. So I know you and your team at Turn 5 have a passion for helping other people and you have an engagement with uh, a couple different uh, organizations where you're hoping to make a difference. I was hoping you could share with us a little bit more about that. Yeah, we've really put some effort into really expanding tech in Philly. One of the programs that we're involved in, our e-com team does a great job with, is Coded by Kids. Mm -hmm. Their goal is really around getting into schools and, and working with kids, you know, really middle school, high school level to learn coding. And we've had uh, quite a few of our guys go out and do some mentoring and Mm -hmm. it's really a fantastic organization. So uh, excited about that. We're actually running our second kids tech day out at our Paoli facility coming this fall. And that event started as a way where we could kind of open our doors to the local community and just get kids excited and interested in tech. So We actually use a lot of drones in our video studios or our video shoots because uh, you think we're out, you know, shooting vehicles or we're out at a track. Drone footage is, is really great for that. So yep. we had a whole area that was about drones, an area about robotics, an area that kind of showed kids how we do some of the customization on the vehicles on the website. So where you can pick and choose parts and a little bit of the coding behind the scenes uh, as far as that works. And then also we use 3D printing as well. So we had some displays of 3D printing and really just a goal to, to let the community benefit from some of the cool technology we have at our office out of Turn 5. Yeah, totally. And not only is that a smart investment because you're you're helping young people and you're probably changing, in many cases, their lives for the better just by exposing them to things that they normally wouldn't have been exposed to, but you're also cultivating your future workforce. Is that fair? I think that's absolutely true. So, you know, we got some requests for internships from Coded by Kids, which was awesome to see. And, you know, we'd love to see some of these programs that we really support and and get behind continue to just build tech in Philly. And, you know, whether they choose to, to join us at some point or another great company, we're happy either way. Yeah, totally. That's great. And you've also partnered with Make a Wish Foundation, is my understanding as well. And that sounds like you're also taking an active role in helping young people who normally wouldn't have a chance to experience some things in life. Yeah, we do quite a bit with uh, Make-A-Wish. We actually have our American Muscle Mustang show coming up in June out in Montan, PA. And that's a show that the whole day is just about raising money for Make-A-Wish. Nice. We've been able to raise over $100,000 the last couple of years each year. And uh, we've also had a couple kids in the area whose wish was to have American Muscle or Extreme Terrain overhaul their Jeep or Mustang. Oh, so cool. Our team's put a lot, a lot of hours into uh, doing some really fantastic transformations for some local kids that have been going through some tough times. Yeah, that's nice. You're making their wishes come true. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very fun to be a part yeah, of. and special for sure. So I want to shift gears slightly and bring a, a little bit of a softer side to our conversation, Steve. I know you had mentioned 2001 Mustang, first car. 
probably an inspiration, whether you knew it at the time or not, for where you are today and where you ended up going a couple years later after you purchased that vehicle. Your favorite car of all time. Favorite car of all time. I'm going to go 2013 GT500. Nice. Okay. It's, uh, it's about 650 horsepower. I had one. I don't still have it. I would love to get one again, but yep. uh, it's dark gray with lighter silver stripes on it. And that thing just made some serious power. It sounded mean and it was just fun to drive. Yeah, that's nice. Now, when I ask the question of favorite car of all time, it doesn't have to be one you actually owned. It could be, you know, a 68 Barracuda or it could be, you know, a 56 Bel Air. Is there something like that that comes to mind? It could be the 66 Ford Mustang. <laughs> yeah, I don't get to spend a lot of time around classic cars. You know, if I had to pick a favorite car right now, it'd actually be the new Ford GT. Yeah. So if you haven't seen them, they are mean looking cars. And I haven't had the chance to drive one, but that would be a dream. Those That's cool. Mean. Nice. So one thing you would change, it could be about the industry. It could be about the online you know, world. It could be about automobiles. It could be anything that, you know, that proverbial question of what keeps you up at night but I like to look at this through a lens of, man, if we could just change this one thing, regulatory, financial, educational, we would just be, you know, hitting at all the cylinders, no pun intended, and really creating a game-changing environment. Is there something that stands out for you that causes you that kind of angst? Or is it not that significant when it comes to the operation that you and Andrew and your leadership team are implementing at Turn 5? I think for us, it's always about you know finding great talent. And I think we are fortunate to be in this market, but we're always out looking for, for people that are looking to grow, looking to be challenged. You know, We've got quite a few roles open in the e-commerce dev space, in mm-hmm. the marketing space. But for us, it's, you know, as the business continues to grow, we've we've seen double-digit growth since we've started the business. We're always out there looking for the next person that can join the team and, and really make a difference. Yeah, excellent. Where will Turn 5 be in five years from now, 10 years from now? You know, we're excited to keep adding new vehicles. We've got a lot of exciting things coming. And uh, I think that's really our path is, you know, what, what makes adding vehicles difficult for us is we don't want to lose that experience, being really, really focused on our customer shopping experience and making sure the site really feels about them, whether they're a Wrangler owner or a Silverado owner, makes it difficult. But, you know, that's what the challenge is. And this year we're going to add five different new vehicles to the vehicles we support, and we intend to, to keep doing that. So, excited to keep adding vehicles to what we do and then continuing to really improve our customers experience through technology. Mm-hmm. So video has been just fantastic for us. Photography, we recently added a feature to the website of when you come in and you tell us you have a yellow Wrangler, the whole site changes to yellow Wranglers. You can see every part on a yellow Wrangler. We've added some technology, you know, where you come in and lift your Jeep, lower your Jeep, you know, put bigger wheels and tires and, and get to see what it what it looks like in, yep. in real time. So continuing to leverage technology to help get customers closer and closer and more into the hobby and understanding what what's possible. Yeah, you know, I think that's what a lot of our future will be about. You mentioned uh, the potential of adding five new automobile lines to the Turn 5 lineup. Are you able to share those or are they a surprise and you kind of, you know, release them based on milestone moments in the year? Yeah, no, we can share them. So uh, I'm excited. We just launched F-250 recently. This year, we'll also launch Ranger. Tundra's coming up as well for us. Mm -hmm. The Gladiator, which if you haven't heard, uh, Jeep finally brought back the pickup truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can now buy a 
a Jeep pickup that you can take the top off and, and all of that. So we're excited about that. Known as the Gladiator. It's called the Gladiator, yes. Cool. And then Colorado would be the last one that we're adding also. Okay, excellent. Thanks for sharing that. So I'm going to capture something here, and I hope I'm capturing it well. You'll tell me if I'm not. You know, clearly you deal in the aftermarket automobile accessory area. You deal in technology, and you bring those two together to really provide an experience, a hobby, a passion for your customers. But where I'm going with all this, Steve, is for you and Andrew and your team at Turn 5, it seems to me that it's really all about your customer. I mean, they love you guys, clearly, because they keep coming back. And that seems to be the focus for you is, is your customer. And the other stuff around it is just the tools to get there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think has always rung true about Turn 5 is we've always done a great job of listening to our customers. And when we're launching a new feature, I mentioned the color changing feature. That's because that's what we're hearing that our customer wants. You know, when we started to get into video, that's what we were hearing. Customers were looking for. We want exhaust clips, right? We want to see how to install this part. So for us, it's just about making the experience better and better and making it easier to be a part of the hobby. Yeah, that's really our goal. Be sure to check out our other episodes featuring business leaders who are disrupting industries and redefining the traditional company culture. Head online to selectgreaterphl.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. So before we close out this episode of our program, I want to invite you to Breaking Ground. It's our annual program where we showcase development projects that are revitalizing our greater Philadelphia neighborhood. You'll get an insider's look at the new Market East in Center City, Philadelphia, the reimagining of Pottstown in Montgomery County, as well as projects in Claymont, Delaware, and how an investment in civic space is planting the seeds of growth in Trenton, New Jersey. It's all set for Wednesday, June 12th from 8 to 10 a.m. at the University of the Sciences on 43rd Street in the University City neighborhood of West Philadelphia. Free parking, great breakfast, and with each of you attending along with scores of other guests, it's sure to be a can't-miss event. I hope to meet you there, so please register today for Breaking Ground at chamberphl.com events. That's chamberphl.com events. Growing Greater is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia, a council of our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. Select is the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania, and helps to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our region. Special thanks to our program producers, Elena Carmazin and Maricela Juarez, along with the great team of marketing and creative services professionals at our chamber. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in anytime and anywhere you get your podcasts or online at selectgreaterphl.com slash podcast.